So, welcome to the show, welcome to the show. I am your host, as always, the Afro Boy, Prince of Unity. Make sure you follow, like, and subscribe um, the channel. Share the podcast as we grow. Give us a five-star rating um, so we can reach more people. All this is a part of the algorithm, and all of this is for you. Just one click of your thumb, you know, every time you press play, and we appreciate y'all. But to get into the show, as you guys know, it is Monday, and every Monday, what do we do? We go down the rabbit hole of black world history, African history, the impact of melanated people around the world. And we are finally going to take a trip across uh, to the Eastern world in Asia, more specifically, Japan. Okay. And we're going to go down the rabbit hole and the tail and the impact of the black samurai, right? So, you know, I hop on Google. Now, I've had mentions of the Black Samurai before, just like I believe this was last year during the pandemic. Uh, Yasuki, I believe that's how you say his name. You know, don't get at me, um, family, if I butcher his name. But uh, he is probably the most notable, especially now, um, African descendant um, man who became the Black Samurai in the 15 and 1600, 15 and 16th century, 15 and 1600s. But when I Googled and started to look into black history in Japan, uh, videos on YouTube and other resources, I actually came across someone else. Now, um, I will probably also butcher his name, so just roll with me. Um, he is Sakanui no to Marono. I believe that's how you say it for the most part, right? On the reference is the Noriguides.com. So N-O-I-R guides.com. Um, but uh it is said that he held such a, a symbolism of warriorness in Japanese history as the Pentagon of military virtues that's a strong statement uh for a melanated man and the reason why uh, this is so important is because this also intertwines why i say uh the black man the melanated man the african man in 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 origins in my belief um is all the same man now it is said through a bunch of other scholars right that there are, to this day even still, uh, Aboriginal, which is the term that I like to use when I talk about the people who are indigenous to those lands who are melanated. Usually they use the term Aboriginal. Um, they are called the Anu. I believe that's how you say it. So it's A-I-N-U. I believe it's Anu. And they're supposedly Japan's most ancient residents, right? And it says or stated in a lot of these articles that they have evidence. They are the evidence of black people in Japan who played an important role in the aspect in the creation of Japanese history and culture from at least or going into the ninth century. Right. And they refer to uh, Tamarono. The first black well, the first black samurai that this is originally around, as an Anunu, right? Um, there are 
other references to this in February of February 15th in 1986. There was a report carried by the Chronicle, which is one of these um, outsourced articles that said that they found one of the oldest Stone Age huts near Osaka. Osaka, even I've heard of this place, right? Osaka. If you watched enough Asian flicks and and you were into, uh, you know, karate and samurai fighting and so forth, which I was to an extent, um, it the the hut that they found dated back to almost twenty two thousand years, and it resembled resembled in in uh, structure and I guess uh, setup or creativity or whatever was inside the hut. The same as the dugouts of the African Bushmen. So this this is why uh, you always hear me talk. There has to be a connection as to why people of our hue, whether you like to say we began in Africa or not, or just as the first people of the, the world's land, somehow create very similar and sometimes almost identical food we have very similar and sometimes almost almost identical phenotypes there's usually one or more phenotype right so when i say almost similar phenotypes there's one or more black characteristic outside of just us having a darker hue or being melanated um in general and we're thousands of miles and oceans and waves apart but for some apparent reason you can always find a similarity there how is that possible why is that possible what are we missing and i believe that 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 is the first question as to why i created the podcast you know what i'm saying well, we lost something that's keeping us from um unifying and having a mutual love so we're gonna get into it um, but, uh, to get into him, right, um, Saikanoi Tamu Maro, which is the black samurai we're talking about, um, the black man in general, especially going all the way back to him, was a symbol, was a symbol of great warrior, for a great warrior, there's a, there's a saying that says that in order for you to be a samurai and a true samurai, you have to have black blood. That's a saying in Japan. Um, that was even referenced in uh, the, uh, I believe it's you Yusaki Netflix series. Uh, but it says that the most depicted singular figure was uh, Tamu Tamo Ramo. He was, again, a warrior, symbolized in Japanese history as the pinnacle of military virtues, a man who captured the attention of the most distinguished scholars, right? Now, they say that he was Anu, which were the aboriginals of this country, which is why I brought them up in the first place. They referred to him as Anu. Um, he even gained the attention of the honorable... Uh, W.E.B. Du Bois as a most distinguished black uh, military leader because he wasn't a ruler 
in iniquity, right? So they refer to him as an African warrior who was prominent during the rule of the Japanese Empire, uh, Koimaru, I believe that's how you say it, uh, which is 782 AD. 700 from the era of 782 to 806 AD. He's referred to as the title of the Japanese Shogun, right? It is said that Japanese, particularly in the South region, had a Negroid aspect of certain inhabitants with dark and bushy or blackish skin, frizzy and curly hair. So these are a lot of the descriptors that was attached to uh tamaruno tamaramo um as as he is usually depicted any pictures he is usually he is of darker skin now um he was a military commander in the hyren royal court and the name from hyren actually means to be uh Hyrenkaya, which means the capital of peace and tranquility. Uh, what I've always admired about um, Asian as culture is that as fierce as they are in their fighting styles, they're also very, very peaceful. You know, you see the uh, motions of a lot of, you know, twink tranquilities in their dancing. Um, to uh, how they dress with blossom flowers and stuff like that in the Asian world. I don't know if that's necessarily connected to Japan, but I'm just saying the things that I've seen over the years that I've been here. Um, during the era, right? During the era, the, which was supposedly where the word samurai was first used with Tama Rumamo, right? Horrible at these names, but um, samurai was actually given with great honor and privileges. They received the pension, okay? They received the pension, they received the land, and they even received a, a form of generational wealth or stature. So that means that anyone, if I was to be given the honor as an example, to be given the honor of, of being a samurai, holding my katana and so forth, whatever riches, lands, and stuff that I would be given afterwards, as long as it was, you know, kept up into condition and so forth, my kids would inherit the title of samurai. So then, of course, following um, those guidelines and so forth, the kids would, you know, gain some of those privileges. They probably have to earn land and so forth um, outside of the family home. But generally, they would be gifted with the uh, term samurai. Now, we cannot talk about black samurais without talking about um, Yasuki, right? Which was directly referred to as the African samurai in Japan. Because they, they literally tell you about his lineage as being um, enslaved to uh, Christian men, I believe specifically Portuguese um, Christian men, who during the 15th century uh, created ports from Africa to uh, Japanese shores. Right. Um, again, like a lot of us, to some extent, 
uh, his lineage is obscured the same way like uh, if you don't do research on your own, a lot of African-Americans lineage is obscured. They just have bits and pieces of the regions and era where he possibly is from. So they generally called him an East African man, right? A Bantu man. And upon reaching um, Japanese shores with uh, the Portuguese Christians, while they were trying to breach the religion uh, of Catholicism and, and Christianity and so forth, Yasuki ended up getting taken under the wing of the Lord at that time, that era, Lord Nobunaga, right? And just like all the other villagers who were astonished by this black man, because that is actually referenced in the Netflix series about uh, Yasuki, that they couldn't believe that he was this uh, about six foot man uh, with this dark skin. They actually thought that they truly thought it was dirt. They tried to wash it off of him. This is this is damn near spoken as fact that they tried this. Um, and Lord Nobunaga tried this. And upon his admiration and um, astonishment with Yasuki, uh, he was granted service under Lord Nobunaga, and then he ended up becoming what we as what we know as uh, a samurai, the black samurai. And like I said before, he also gained privileges of land with a home, blessed with a katana, and taught in the Bushido code, right? Now, just like you and just like I, every time we go down these rabbit holes, other questions come up about what is this, what is that, and so forth. So, and I was, I've always been uh, fascinated with other cultures, whether they intertwine uh, with Africanness or Blackness in any form, uh, what value can I gain from even doing this research? So what was the Bushido Code, right? What? Why was this uh, held in this honor? And it's said to be, uh, they like to use the term, the term uh, conservative in the article, but conservative philosophy and system of belief, it contained eight key principles, virtues, a warrior should be expected to upheld. And if you are going to call yourself um, any kind of king, warrior along those lines, uh, being of African descent, being melanated, um, holding yourself in this high regard, um, I think that these virtues should be upheld in your own manner and version. And uh, those eight virtues I'll go over them in some order and then in detail. So those eight virtues outright are justice, courage, compassion, respect, integrity, honor, loyalty, and self-control. Now, um, to talk to you about them in detail about what that is. So it is said that for the virtue well, the key principles of justice is this. Justice is the core value of the samurai. Incorporating the Bushido principle of justice into your life requires reflecting on what is fair and upholding the value of the upstanding moral character. Courage. Courage, like justice, entails um, deciphering what is right and wrong. Courage requires the strength not only to preserve 
but also to act. So if we're going to talk about this in the forms of courage related to something that is going all over the internet right now, there are two forms of courage with Will Smith and Chris Rock. If we're talking about the principles of the Bushido code, right? One was to preserve. So this is Chris Rock preserving and understanding the magnitude of this moment. He is practicing um, Bushido in this manner as preservation. And for those who do side uh, with Will, he is showing uh, Bushido in the tone of courage when it says to act and act upon upholding the honor of a Black woman, no matter what uh, status the rest of society may see her as. So I see that, right? And compassion. So we're going over. So three is compassion. Uh, compassion is the ability to manifest love and sympathy through patience. Man, we've shown a lot of compassion uh, throughout the years historically to the world. And I believe that that deserves to be recognized and honored. Just saying. And so have other people, but, you know, my people. Um, it also requires attempting to see the world from the perspectives of others. And I do try this the most because uh, as much as there is a tug of war between um, the outlooks when we talk about reparations and uh, what's behind the veil, especially specifically in my country, in my, my, my country of, of birth, not origin, my country of birth, which is North America, the U.S., uh, to see the world from the perspective of another. This is especially important trait in those in a leadership role. Now, if I ever get blessed in, in real life as we push the show, as I push my activism, as I push my black business to support uh, my community and the diaspora, that is the biggest goal, which is why I want the show to be so successful. Because as everything monetary rolls down, it rolls into everything else that I want to accomplish for us as a diaspora. Um, so I thank you for everybody who sticks in. Uh, and then number four is respect. Respect means that you acknowledge your regard for the experiences and feelings of others. So when I talk about um, those difficult conversations that even happen in Latin America, in the Caribbean, in Europe, um, and uh, even, even in Asia, when we talk about classism and all those other things, um, I also respect the fact that there were other horrible tragedies that happened to other people. And I respect the feelings behind that. Um, an example would be like the, the Holocaust and so forth. And it says, in order to collaborate with another person, politeness must be employed upon respect. Integrity. Integrity is number five in their order. In order to practice Many of the other principles listed, one has to maintain integrity. This means living honestly and sincerely. So as I walk this path, um, this is not just an ideal that I put on. This is this is an ideal and, and a better version of myself that I want to, want to become as a man. So 
I try to live everything that I talk about, support everything that I talk about, put action behind everything that I talk about in honesty and sincerely as the principle and Bushido code of integrity and honor. So honor, samurai were warriors who upheld the sense of self-worth and lived by the honest code of conduct. In order to abide by the principle of honor, you must acknowledge your moral responsibilities. So when I do this, my most moral responsibility is every time that I see a black woman, I let her know that uh, she is blessed. She is beautiful. I hope that she stays safe and I'm proud of her for whatever accomplishments that she has given herself, whether she just graduated college, whether she went into the service, whether she started a business or whether she is on that journey to those accomplishments. I tell her uh, congratulations. And I feel that that is my moral responsibility because as a collective, especially if we're talking about um, the African-American woman, the, the black woman here in America, and even the ones who intertwine the Caribbean black woman who lives here in America, the African black woman who lives here in America. Um, we, as a collective of African descended men, black men here, should take that as a more responsibility to make them feel to make them feel loved from us, whether they marry us or not. We should still take that. And the same with um, my brothers and sisters, right? uh, my brothers, I should say. The same with my brothers. I tell my brother, I tell, I tell them today, I tell them today at my nine to five. I'm proud of you, brother, for everything that you you've accomplished. I'm proud of you, brother, uh, for you know getting yourself to this version of success, to where you can fly out looking nice um, and do it in your own fashion. You know. Um, again, so the seventh principle is loyalty. Um, loyalty. First, stay true to yourself. When fleet, I believe this fleety is given to another, this must not be abandoned even under difficult cir circumstances, right? Oh, filthy, filthy. When filthy is given to another. Um, and this is true in the aspects of creating unity. I understand that this is not just a battle of those physical and um, um, systematic obstacles that we face in this world, not even in just America, in this world, that those difficult circumstances are intertwined with our mindsets. They are intertwined with the lack of knowledge of each other and how much we are alike. So in order for me to even push the envelope and, and push uh, the notion that we can unify under a mutual accord, I have to stay loyal to this, to this purpose, to this passion. And then lastly is self-control, right? Before we get up out of here. So lastly is self-control. And self-control in the Bushido code means to adhere to this code under all circumstances. When the others, when with others and when alone, not every uh, irritation of the Bushido code includes self-control. But it says, but the book of uh, Bushido, the soul of Japan, 
notably highlights its importance. And self-control is important. Um, maintaining self-control um, upon uh, temptation. Maintaining self-control upon um, lust and, and temptation to not be alone, right? I know that this is a struggle for a lot of men. Uh, and I recently had this conversation uh, with men in general, but especially with black men, is that I feel that there should become a time where you have to pull yourself back, have the self-control to pull yourself back and say, what am I doing in this path in life? These women that I deal with, this job that I'm in, this career path that I chose, what is it doing to me? Having the self-control to acknowledge that this may not be healthy for me, that the women that I'm uh, entertaining are not truly beneficial in the notion for me to excel. And I need to have the self-control to, to cut them cut them off in the manner in which I use them, right? This temptation is um, very much, and lust is very much uh, a powerful uh, emotion. Uh, and there's that. So those are the eight uh, virtues or principles and philosophies of the Bushido Code, which I think um, taught and teached in our own manner can be very, very uh, impactful and helpful to the black men of the diaspora and black men of the world, especially the black men in America. Um, because we have to take a lot of these things black back justice for ourselves, having courage for ourselves, compassions for one another, respect for one another, man and woman, integrity for one another, honor for one another, loyalty for one another, and self-control upon these difficult circumstances that we deal with every day. Uh, and lastly, but not leastly, one of the things I want to talk about really quickly um, was the indigenous right that when i found out that there were people uh who would be classified as aboriginal in, in japan it made my ancestry a lot it made my ancestry dna kits make a lot more sense right so i took one and even though the percentage was relatively small I understood it from the context of, of being or, or whether you want to put this in a scientific term or historical term, being a descendant of what you would call the first people, the melanated people of the earth, because it's sad that I was indigenous to Southeast Asia, right? So I took that as, okay, I must have the same genetic traits in the melanated people of this region. Uh, Malaysia, uh, there were, there were a few other, it was a lot of islands. Uh, and it said China, it said China and indigenous. So I took that as I had the same genetic makeup as the Aboriginal people of that realm, which would make sense because what do we all have in common? I don't know how this plays back into the gene pool, but as far as like lineage, but uh, when it comes to characteristics, we all are mel melanated to some extent. Uh, our texture and hairs, 
pros from Fiji to uh, Vietnamese and all these other uh, areas, and even I think even Taiwan and so forth. They're in, in Indonesia for sure. I've definitely seen it in Indonesia and definitely in Fiji. Um, you see aspects of me. You see aspects of the Malayan man. So I say this in closing that uh, upon everything that you took it in from today's show, hopefully you found something impactful. Hopefully you found something meaningful. Hopefully you found something that you can share. So please like, subscribe, um, share, rate the podcast five stars on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I will holler at y'all later. I appreciate everybody who hung in and stuck around with us. Uh, if you want to DM me, call me up. Um, it's 708, I believe it's 35lost15. Uh, um, and you can uh, inbox me or email me at unity at lostafricanpodcast.com. You can inbox me at the blog. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at afroboy underscore prince unity. Um, you can hit me up there about anything you want us to talk about, anybody that wants to be on the show and speak their point of views, whether you be black or not. You don't, you don't have to be black to come on my show. Uh, your voice and opinion is uh, will be respected and appreciated, and we will get into that. And I will holler at y'all later.